Hey, welcome today to Being Effective. Being Effective is a program where we'll be sharing biblical truths that will help us to be effective in our daily lives. Today we'll be kicking off a new series of teaching called entitled Defending the Faith. And today will be the first installment of several installments. The installment, the first installment today will be called The Necessity of Defending the Faith. So this morning, I pray you grab a pen, a notebook, and let's get something from the Word of God to help us to be effective today. Let's get into the Word. Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Once again, I'm so delighted you're here to join me as I start in the first installment on this series, Defending the Faith. Or to defend the faith. Uh, the first installment will be the topic, the, the necessity of defending the faith. The necessity of defending the faith. For the next few broadcasts, um, the study will be from the book of James. Sorry, pardon me, from the epistle of Jude. I don't know why I mentioned this, brother James, but uh, <laughs> praise the Lord. Yes, from the Ephesian, from the epistle of Jude, we'll be studying. And for our first installment, we will focus on the first four verses. So let's get right away into the text, and then we're going to get deep into the Word. And I pray that the Lord will teach you, and you'll grab some truths and something that you can apply to your life. Uh, this morning, I'll be reading from two versions. I'll be reading from the New American Standard, and then I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Reading for us from the New American Standard. Jude chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. Jude, a bond servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James, to those who are called, beloved in God the Father, and keep for Jesus Christ. May mercy and peace and love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was making every effort to write to you about our common salvation, I felt it necessary to write to you, appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all handed down to the saints. For certain persons have crept in unnoticed. Those who were long beforehand marked out for condemnation, ungodly persons who have turned the grace of our God into loviciousness and denied our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. That's a reading from the New American Standard. Let's look at how the New Living Translation put the same text over. This is a letter from Jude, a slave of Jesus Christ and brother of James. I'm writing to all those who have been called by God the Father, who love you and keep you safe in the care of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more mercy, peace, and love. Dear friends, I have been urgently planning to write to you about salvation, which we all share. But now I find it that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith, hence where I get my title, Defend the Faith, that God has entrusted once for all time to his only people. I say this because ungodly people have warmed their way into the churches, saying 
that God's marvelous grace allow us to live immoral life. The condemnation of such people was recorded long ago, for they have denied our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Hence the reading of the word. Once again, as I said to you, um, this will be the first installment of a several installment series about this defending the faith. And this, on this podcast series, I will be talking about the necessity of defending the faith. I know I am a huge sports fan, and perhaps some of you guys are huge sports fan. But in, as a sports fan, there's one thing that I have learned and I have seen in any form of sports. In high school, I played a, a game called cricket. And that's more popular in England, in the subcontinent country, and South America, the West Indian Islands. But for if you play basketball, baseball, American soccer, or um, football, you will understand the important necessity of playing offense, but also the necessity also of defending. For any good championship team must have a solid defense. And so defense is always necessary. And sometimes when you play sports, you have a desire to do one thing, but sometimes you, but you also you are forced or you find it necessary to do the other. For instance, if you are a basketball player, you might find a desire or you want to score. On your offense, you're doing everything you want to do in the offense. But you will see, as the game progressive, you'll be demanding to play defense. Hence, here the same for my topic. We want to play offense and we want to be an offensive as believers, but there's also a necessity for us to defend. During the time that Jude began to write this letter, he was in a, a, a very important transition of the church. When I say that, I mean this. The founding fathers of the apostles at that time, they were fading out, I mean, they were dying out, and they were very they were very stretched or far apart. They were known to be the authority on the fundamental doctrine of our faith. So in other words, as they were fading out and they were not so close in contact anymore or because of geographic location, they were not so easy accessible to go to someone for, for, to, for, to be an authoritative voice. And Jude understand this particular scenario. Hence, because they were not there and they were fading out, people began to crept into the church and begin to instill false doctrine. As I feel today that we are faced in our time, in our 21st century, with a lot of strange doctrine. And it's very important and necessary for us as believers to defend the faith against these strange and new doctrine. In order for us to defend against or to understand the necessity, why it's important for us to defend our faith, why it's necessary, why it's critical for us to stand up for what we believe, we must understand three things based on this text and what we would like to share today. I believe the first thing we must understand that we need to be in power. The need to be in power. The scripture said in 2 Peter 1 verse 21, Men of old are holy men wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. 
In other words, they wrote the scriptures, that we, the words that we consider to be scripture today, as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Here as we look in the text, Jude says, Beloved, I was making every effort to write to you but about our common salvation. That is in verse 3. But I felt it necessary to write. Based on what Peter said to us in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, in order for James to write, he had to be moved by the Holy Spirit. Friends, it's very important. We have to be in power by the Holy Spirit if we are going to defend the faith. We ought to be people, as Jim was, as a man full of the Holy Spirit, you wrote to defend the necessity of defending the faith. In our today, 21st century, we must be empowered by the Holy Spirit if we are going to defend the faith. This is very important. I love to use the analogy sometimes when something is pressured, what is in it comes out. For instance, if I have an orange and I apply, I cut it and I apply pressure, the juice will come out because it's full of the juice. In our, when we are faced with so many strange doctrine in our 21st century and we are pressured, what is in us will come out. And if we are full of the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit will come out from us and flow from us. As Jesus said, out of our innermost beings will flow rivers of living water. And we will find the necessity or find it necessary to defend our faith. Not only that, the necessity of being empowered by the Holy Spirit, but when a person finds the necessity is necessary for them to defend the faith, they will demonstrate what, what I call the spirit of leadership. When you are empowered by the Holy Spirit, you lead. And if we lead in this aspect of defending our faith, we will attract people or inspire people to follow us. Jude here had to step out as a leader. He saw the vacuum, the lack of leadership. There was not enough, the possible, the, the voice or the authority of the church was fading away. And as a new generation of believers are rising up, you understand that he had to demonstrate the leadership spirit. Hence, he was writing to the church. It is critical for us to understand in our time and day that we must rise up with the spirit of leadership and understand that we must find it necessary or see the necessity for us to stand and defend the faith, the biblical truth that was entrusted to us, or what we call the Christian truth. We must see the necessity of doing it. For a younger generation of men and women, I believe there must be some young men and young women to rise up with a spirit of leadership and to lead the defense. We thank God for all the Christian apologists of the yesterday, but we need to stand up today with new and young apologists to stand up and defend the faith. And this, is, this will call for the spirit of leadership. They need to be empowered believers. They need to be empowered friends in order for us to see why it's necessary to defend the faith. We must be empowered by the Spirit of God, and which we would demonstrate the spirit of leadership. Secondly, I believe we need to know the worth of what we have. We need to know the worth of what was entrusted to us. Jude said, Contend earnestly for the faith which once and for all was handed down to the saint. It was delivered to us. It was entrusted to us. The gospel of Jesus Christ. The, the faith. The Christian truth. The things that we hold to be true. And as in the word of God. It was entrusted to us. 
And we must understand the worth of what we have. Friends, you fight for something when you know the, the worth of it. If you have anything and you, you consider it to be worthwhile, you fight for it. That's why if you have a property, if you have a car, if you have a house, whatever you have, and you know this, it, it has worth, you contend for it if someone is trying to take it. You go through all the legal necessity to, to maintain your property. You go to court, you're your lawyer, and you do what is necessary because you understand and you realize that you contend or you fight for what you hold dear or you consider to have worth. So I'm asking us today, do how what word do we give to the scriptures? What word do we ascribe to the faith? We see when we understand these, that the scripture has word to us and, has, and there's word to the scripture, we will defend it. Friends, I want to encourage us today to, to defend the faith, to, to see the necessity for us to defend the faith. And it's necessary because we have to, we are to study and see the importance of studying the Christian truth. Friends, let me tell you this. You defend what you love. You love what you spend time with. You cannot love something and don't spend time with it. And if you don't spend time in the Word of God and understand the biblical truth that has been taught in the Word of God, we will not defend it because we will have, we will have any love for it. It will be just a, a preference. It will not be a conviction. And we know preference change with time and season, but convictions are unnegotiable truths. Friends, let us understand the word of what God has entrusted us to with. Let us understand the word of the gospel. Let us understand the word of the teaching that God has entrusted us to. We must know the word of what has been entrusted to us. This, this has been entrusted us to us by, by our spiritual fathers. As, in the, as is written in the Bible and our spiritual teacher of yesterday. And we truly are to thank God for our teachers, our pastors, that God has placed over us to teach us the scriptures. And mostly we have to be thankful for the word of God that has been preserved throughout these generations. And now it has been entrusted to a new generation of believers. And we are to defend it and the necessity for us defending this. Not only that, we must be ought to be in power. Not only we ought to to understand the words based on the text that we are looking at this morning. But also we must recognize and understand the tactics and the vessel the enemy is using to attack our faith. And this is very critical because look, let's look at the text again. He said, for a certain person have crept in unnoticed. I think the, the New Living Translation said, because ungodly people have, have warmed their way into the churches. So we must understand the recognize and understand the tactics and the vessels. Let's look at the vessel first of all. The vessel, in order for us, we must recognize the vessel that the enemy is using to attack our faith is people. Plain and simple. He is using people through various means and tactics. But the common thing that he's using is people. And the scripture said, these are ungodly people, have no fear of God. Ungodly men, ungodly people. And the scripture said, they, they have been marked out for this condemnation. In other words, they are, that this is their purpose, to destroy, to destroy the faith. And the scripture says, the tactic they're using to get into us is what we call a friendly tactics. They try to befriend us. The New Living Translation said, they warm themselves 
into our churches. The new American standards say they have come crept in unnoticed and they have become a part as, as though they are part of the flock. But they are, they, they are operating what we call the spirit of deception and we know deception is dangerous. They warm the way themselves into the church with teaching, friendly teaching that seems to appeal, appeal to the flesh. As the scripture says, they were telling people the grace of God, turning the grace of God and the freedom of God has given unto us as freedom to live immoral lifestyles. They were using the scriptures to justify their immoral lifestyles. I know today how we have so many strange doctrines that use the grace of God to justify our lifestyle. Friends, when we don't know the scripture for ourselves and we hear these strange teachings, we will develop theology that will conform to our lifestyle. You see, but the scriptures, we are to conform our life to the theology of the scripture. Not, not creating a theology to suit our lifestyle from the scripture, but we are to conform our lives to the theology of the scripture. Friends, this day I want to encourage us once again and see the necessity for us to defend the faith. We are living in dangerous times. We are living in perilous times. And I believe it's more important as this generation of young people and young adults, we are to rise up as men and women of God, understand that God has placed us strategically wherever we are, whether it be in America, whether it be in Asia, in Central America, in South America, wherever you are located today, God has strategically placed you there and you are to be a vessel of God used to contend for the faith. We contend for the faith in our actions, in our words. We are to live this life out believers and we ought to speak it out we are not to be we are not to be ashamed to stand up and declare the gospel of Jesus Christ and friends i see it every day and i believe as james as jude rightfully said i want to talk about so many other things but i understand that is necessary. This is the moment. This is, this is the hour. It's necessary to tell you you need to contend for the faith. You need to stand up and define the word of God and define the truth as recorded in the scriptures. Today, everyone wants us to, to walk away from what the scripture teaches and come to what we would call the friendly or this warm, nice, this warm, nice teaching that seem to, 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 to glorify or to okay or give us the, the license to live our life, to live immoral lifestyle. But friends and friends and listeners today, I want us to come back to the basic truth of the word and understand as we've been challenged today in defending the faith is necessary. It is Critical, critical that we defend the faith today because people have crept into the Christian circle. People have crept into the churches. People have crept into the Christian, the Christian discourse and proclaimed themselves to be, to be Christian and have very huge platform and they are watering down the gospel. They are turning the grace of God into a license for immoral lifestyle and as Paul said, there, there come a time when people will not induce some doctrine but they'll be drawn away because of that. They have itching ears and I believe it is time that we rise up and counter and fight and contend for the faith and speak the unadulterated word of God. The necessity of defending the faith. This today 
I trust that this word finds some rooted in your heart. I trust that you apply the scriptures to your heart. As we go out in our world today, in our classrooms, in our jo- at our jobs, and our very places where we hang out with your friends and different things, I trust today that we will continue to live the life and to begin to contend and see it's necessary that I contend for the faith in my actions. Friends, how we treat people, how we speak to people is very important in us contending for the faith and our words. It's important that we do not compromise. Stand for what we believe, friends. Stand for the word of God. Stand on the word of God. I challenge you today, as you go forth in your life, that you will be effective today by seeing the necessity of defending the faith. I challenge you today to go forth in your life and be effective. Be effective by understanding it is necessary that I contend and defend the faith. Shall we pray? Father, today we thank you for your words. We thank you, O God, that you've called us to contend for the faith. Respectfully, but yet boldly. And Father, in this hour, I pray for every listener to this podcast series. As we begin to discuss the importance and the necessity of of defending the faith. Father, I pray that we understand why it's necessary for us to to defend the faith. I pray, O God, that you empower us with the Holy Spirit. You help us to understand the worth that you have entrusted to us in the gospel. And help us to recognize and understand the vessels and the tactics the enemy is using to attack our faith. Touch lives today, O God. Minister to heart and soul. I pray that you heal broken heart, that you restore lives, bring prodigals home. And those who might be listening to my voice will not know you as their Lord and Savior. I do not understand what his faith is. I pray today that you touch their hearts and you bring them into salvation to, for them to understand that you have loved them with an everlasting love. Touch our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, thank you once again for listening to this podcast series. This is, going to, this is once again, as I said, this is the fourth installment of a several series part about defending the faith. And this is the fourth installment. Look forward to seeing you next week. You have a blessed week. And remember to be effective in everything you do. Thank you once again for joining me today. I hope that what was taught today from the scriptures was able to edify us and to help us to be effective in our daily lives. Join me next time as we continue the series for the second installment of Defending the Faith. See you next time. God bless you.